Well, Billy Bradley, we went up to your state of Virginia, Martinsville, Virginia. I've been to one race at Martinsville, and it was absolutely a wonderful experience. I, it was, I, I loved it. I've seen it on TV uh, for forever. I've seen it on TV to mm-hmm. see the railroad tracks and where everything comes up there, the stands. I mean, it literally takes you back in time. Um, you know, much more. It's almost like going to Darlington to me. Darlington and, and Martinsville are two very, very special tracks with tons of history. I just love going to that place. I'm not a big fan of the hot dog. We've all we all know that. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm too old to eat that damn uh, all those nitrates. Um, but but I will tell you one thing, Billy. Martinsville is always a topic of uh, of where when we go there late in the year, it's a, it's a payback track. Right, it's a payback. Right. Somebody has screwed us up on this mile and a half. Was maybe a little bit too uh, too risky to knock somebody in the fence doing 190. But maybe we can spin somebody out at Martinsville. And I gotta tell you, Billy, uh, tempers were 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 going pretty good here at times at, at this Martinsville race. Um, and, and I thought overall, Billy, the storyline from that race was very different. It was. There was lots of different things going on. It was a good a good race to watch from a fundamental standpoint. Of that, that wasn't just your every other day Martinsville race, Billy. What did you think of the race? Well, uh, the, to start off, I think Bubba Wallace should have hit the fucking pace car at Martinsville because he hit every other damn thing out there on that track. But I thought the race in Martinsville was a pretty good race. You know, I think as uh, watching it on TV, I feel we got cheated because uh, we didn't get a lot of action. But watching it on TV, the race looked boring. But you go turn on MRN radio, and they had it all hopped up about the action all throughout the pack. But TV focused on the front four to five cars. Well, they've done that a lot this year, Billy. It's something I've noticed with that Fox has done. Fox didn't used to be that way you know they got rid of dw and they got better and then they got um cliff boyer and and they got even better and and now all of a sudden they seem like they're focusing on the on the on the first three cars and and that's about it and then and you get a little mixing here and there in but i gotta tell you the 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 to hear the bullshit you and Jimmy Wags talk about before the race. I mean, you start this shit about Wednesday of every week about um, Bubba Wallace is not going to finish, blah, blah, blah. And and I got to tell you, Martinsville put on display exactly what I believe is is kind of wrong and right with Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace knows how to drive a race car, but you let that guy have a little adversity to him, and he falls apart, Billy. It, it literally seems like he just forgets what the hell he's doing. And and, and Michael Jordan, you know, telling the world that they're going to win two races probably didn't help. But, you know, you see like, well, I mean, and welcome Rob Lopes. Um, um, uh, Rob Lopes is in the house. And we saw guys like Ryan Newman who can drive, well, nobody can drive uh, five wide like Ryan Newman can uh, in, in a straightaway, for Christ's sake. Uh, but guys who know how to take position and and keep it are going to do well. And guys like Bubba Wallace, who can 
the only way they can take a position is to get up there and do something dumb, and then they're going to lose it because they get hot-headed. You've got to be cool under the collar. And, Rob Lopes, we saw that specifically with, with Ryan Newman and, and Bubba Wallace, but that's how you got to race that entire track. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. Um, it is a track position racetrack, and the restarts were pretty good because you could hold the outside a while. I mean, eventually you – you were going to piss that right front tire off and you were going to start yeah. losing spots. But that outside, that outside line had promise for, I don't know, five, six, eight laps on a restart. But you better find a hole pretty quick or you're headed to the back. And that place is all about track position, all about it. And drive off. Got to have that drive off. Hey, Rob, I want to talk to you about that track. Obviously, we had lots of rain, um, lots yeah. of rain. It was a green track. Um, and and but, I, I did. Go ahead. Hold on. Let me interrupt you on that. Yeah. So you had the Xfinity race get rained out. Yeah. And then we came in uh, Saturday. And just to touch on this, because this is – and I'm not, I'm not complaining and I'm not trying to stir up any trouble, but I am trying to figure out what we were trying to accomplish or what we were trying to prove by starting that race Saturday night. Because it it was, I mean, we were sitting on the back of the trailer looking at the lights, and you could see it raining. And they were drying the racetrack, and they must have got it dry enough where they thought they could make something happen. And all of a sudden it was, I mean, we were, I mean, chickens with our heads cut off. Oh, we're going racing in 15 minutes. I'm sorry, what? And everybody's running around and going crazy and you know, we're standing out there for the anthem, and windshield covers are off, and you can see the windshield's getting wet. We're like, and we're looking at each other, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And all of a sudden, they say, load them up, you know, all right, gentlemen, start your engines, and we're still looking at each other, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And they sent them out, and they had a lot of extra pace laps, did the deal, all of a sudden, all right, you know, one to go this time, and we're like, wow, we're really going green here? And they went green, and I'm thinking, man, there's going to be a pile of cars here at some point. Because it was, I mean, you could see the rain. Things were getting wet. Pit Road was soaked. Soaked. And we ran 40-some laps, or 37, or whatever it was. And then caution came out. And I'm going to tell you this. there There was a scheduled competition yellow at lap 60, and you're not allowed to take fuel. When you have a competition yellow, you're not allowed to take fuel until that competition yellow. Yeah. Okay, for those at home that don't know that. So most of the field came down just to get tires and make an adjustment. Well, if, we, if, if you were allowed to take fuel under those circumstances that we pitted under, our fueler would have been knocked across the wall with a full fuel can because Newman stopped in the box and the back end kicked out on him and kicked toward the wall, and the whole car kind of shifted sideways because the pit, pit road was so wet. Yeah. Well, in the, in the period of that pit cycle, they lost the racetrack to the rain. <laughs> and all of us were still trying to figure out what were we trying to prove here? What were we yeah. trying to do? There was no chance we were going to get the whole race in, so why yeah. did we start? Because Fox. Sports had it, and old D.W. and his stupid-ass Vortex, they thought they were going to get it started. <laughs> well, you know, um, you and Wag, by the way, you and Wag uh, carried the lunch 
last week with what, when you talked about the rain tires uh, and, and the test on these short tracks. Yeah. And, and before we went uh, green on this podcast, um, I, I told you I was gonna I was gonna talk to you about about the TV and this and this rain tire. We had a question about it, and, and Rob, I have to believe with with as tough as the the NASCAR schedule is getting, and how listen, PGA Golf doesn't have this problem. Uh, they tell the network, "Hey, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this," we're doing, and the networks do it. Um, NASCAR doesn't seem to be able to call for whatever reason an audible and move the thing up, um, you know, three hours or whatever. But live sports TV is becoming such a difficult thing to, uh, and I mean, live sports TV where, where you can call the game is becoming right. such different to, to do nowadays because most things aren't that way. I, I think it goes, it just happened to be that you guys were, or NASCAR was testing a rain tire on, on a Martinsville track. Rob, in your humble opinion, do you think a rain tire at a, at a place like Martinsville can work. I, I don't. I don't I'm, there's a second question to that. Do you think it would be a good race? But do you think a rain tire can work at a place like Martinsville? Okay, and I'm going to give you a a complicated but simple answer based on the test that they did up there. Yep. And when we talked about this last week with Wes, based on the test they did up there, um, they had two options to test with. They had our regular road course frame tire, which is zero stagger. Yeah. Okay. There are all four tires of the same size. So that's a little tough to play with. And they also had a hand a, a set or two of hand cut tires, basically the Martinsville tire, and they hand cut uh, mm-hmm. circumfer- circumferential, whatever. Uh-huh. Around around the circumference, they cut grooves around the circumference of the tire, probably about three-quarter inches wide. I think there was four of them. And then uh-huh. a few channels coming off the outside of those grooves on both sides of the tire. They were all hand, they were hand-cut. Now, okay. definitely not conducive to mass production doing it that way. And But they, they simulated a wet racetrack with fire trucks and, a water, and water trucks with just wetting down the corners and wetting down the straightaways, which – doesn't give you enough water to really get a feel for how it's going to work in an active rain situation. Now, with all that said, I think with a more conducive test as to, you know, more readily rain, you know, rain type conditions. I mean, if you've got to set a series of sprinklers up all the way around the racetrack and have them running the whole time while the cars are on the racetrack to keep everything wet and to keep water on there, you you might be able to get a better idea of whether it's going to work or not, and you might be able to find you might find that that hand that hand groove uh, scenario might work, or you might find that the tread pattern for our road course stuff, but with staggered tires, might work. I think there's something there, but it's going to take more testing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because you're talking about staggered tires, you're talking about hand cut from a from a production standpoint, how you get them out there. You know, you can't simulate rain conditions. We saw that at the Daytona, the Daytona Road Course last year, Billy, when and Kurt Busch drove all the way down uh, um, to the to the apron to go through a wet spot uh, to cool off his tires. I, I I see what you're saying. It's just way too early to even consider, you know, doing something like that without, 
you know, a lot more testing. But I, I think if we're going to race in that area of the country in March and April, uh, we need to get a short track rain tire you're gonna, and, yeah, you're gonna and figure that out. Probably. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's just something. I mean, I, I, I mean, we've, we've talked about it ad nauseum about Bristol. Um, it's going to happen um, at Martinsville just because of the time of the year. And, and I think it's something. I'm okay with, with investigating it, but, but and before I even heard your explanation, Rob, I, I was definitely wanting some more research. Well, that, that, this is a much more complicated situation instead of just saying, let's just throw a fucking rain tire on it and go. That's not yeah. the answer either. Um, the, I, the other thing to think about with rain tires, though, on an oval track is the walls. Yeah. Okay? That's yeah. a concern. Because a road course, you've got runoff areas in the corners. You know yep. what I mean? You've got yep. room to slide and not hit anything real hard. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas yep. a place like Martinsville, yeah, there's not a lot of banking, and the corner speeds aren't that high. But yep. you have a wall that, you know, it's not the slide that hurts you. It's that sudden get off when you hit that concrete retaining structure, safer barrier yep. or not. Yeah. You know and I mean? you don't have sand. You don't have, you know, barrels. You don't have... You know, a big wide area to get off into the grass and come back on. You you, you run out of real estate really really quick. Um, and you come really, to a abrupt stop. Um, when you said uh, uh, corner speeds aren't that high, what were the corner speeds this past weekend at Martinsville? Just I know it was a dry racetrack, but what are the corner speeds going in there at Martinsville? You asking me or Billy? Uh, you you. Uh, uh, Ninety, just guess. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I think I'd say I'd say your your corner entry might be ninety because I mean you're standing you're standing on the brakes to get into the corner. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say that's probably a safe bet. Dang, I'm pretty good at this shit. Uh, shit, hey, Billy. Um, you do a lot I, of damn, research. I, you probably Google it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's just used his eyeball. But. I, in all honesty, that 90 mile an hour, if that's what it is, somewhere in that area, it looks about 30 in person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah compared to the, so to, the, to the rest of the, yeah, to, compared to everything else, it, it, I mean, that's why they call it the paperclip, boys. That's a long straightaway and a real tight, real tight corner. Billy, let's talk about the race here. Um, you know, we had a couple different guys up front. Uh, running this running this race and Martin Truex Jr. ends up ends up getting the win, but I, I gotta tell you, I I thought Ryan Blaney was gonna come out there and sneak this thing out, Billy, and he kind of he kind of fell apart there just a little bit. But it's the one thing that that here we are, you know, Kevin Harvick sucks that he can't do shit, he can't win a race. That son of a bitch is still solidly firm in the damn. <laughs> I mean, he's still firm up there, but Stuart Haas Racing as a whole, Billy, just is not getting it done, buddy. They, they are really struggling as an organization. Kevin Harvick is by far uh, ahead of everybody else over there. I just, I'm just surprised that you haven't heard much about those Stuart Haas Racing guys. What's going on, Bill? I'm not real sure. And just like you said, Kevin Harvick has been steady, but Kevin Harvick is a A-list driver, so he could take yeah. some bad equipment and make it run. I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure. I don't know if you know if it has anything to do with a new car coming in and Tony Stewart starting this new series up. I wouldn't think it would affect that, but who knows? Well, it certainly. It's certainly something that 
telling a story, in my opinion. The fact that Stuart Haas Racing, you know, doesn't have a doesn't have a win yet, but you know, um, Denny Hamlin doesn't have a win yet. So I guess if we're going, I guess if we're going to badmouth, you know, Kevin Harvick, we, I mean, uh, Denny Hamlin doesn't have a victory either. This has been one of the most interesting and intriguing years from who's running up front and all that kind of stuff. Michael McDowell started driving like Michael McDowell's team from last year, Billy. Um, you know, he, he's fallen back in the pack a little bit, and he's, he's, they're starting to show some wear over there uh, on that team, and he's got a victory. I, I'm still very impressed with Daniel Suarez, Billy. I think Daniel Suarez and that trackout team and their owner over there, is, I mean, listen, they, they say Pitbull uh, is, is on weekly phone calls over there, um, uh, listening in, learning, trying to, you know, get the lay of the land and all that. And, Billy, I am very impressed what they're doing with Daniel Suarez and that 99 team over there. They're, they're right there with, with um, uh, what were they, like 20th? They're right there with Bubba Wallace and that group right there. And I'm not super surprised where Bubba Wallace is, but you look at what, what resources uh, uh, Bubba Wallace has with Denny Hamlin in his ear for Pete's sake. I know it's a new team. I know it's mostly the Levine family racing guys. But I, I, I'm still wildly – Daniel Suarez led some laps. Um, he, he, at, at times, he looks like he belongs up there, Billy. And I, I got to say, I'm, I am more impressed with what the track house team is doing than what um, the, the 23-11 team is doing. I, and I know I know you're not a big Bubba Wallace fan, but I, do you agree or disagree that Daniel Suarez is a, is a story right now uh, other than um, uh, Michael McDowell? Oh, yeah, I would 100% agree. And also what I like about this track house team is they're a brand-new team, and they're not afraid to push the issues. I mean, we saw Travis Mack just get kicked out of the Martinsville race for uh, what, uh, what I assume was putting some extra lead, maybe in a helmet or a driver's back <laughs> or something. So I love that part. That's the part of the sport. You know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, we, you and I have loved Travis Mack for a long time. I'll never forget when Greg Eyes had to sit out a race, and uh, I know he was out in the fucking parking lot telling Travis Mack what to do, but we weren't listening to Greg Eyes. Greg Eyes Jr. was going through a, a dry spell there, and uh, Travis Mack sounded confident. I mean, hell, he delivered a baby in the back seat of his car. Um, uh, so, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that they're pushing the envelope. I think what they did is they put some weight in the jack post. Is that, isn't that what happened there, Rob? Did you hear that? I don't think it was in the jack post. I don't know. Ex- I, I, I can't speak on that as absolute fact because sure. I, I think what it was, it was probably sleeve. It was something that could be seen. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the way the jack posts are, you're, unless somebody – Unless somebody said something, you're not yeah. going to know that there's weight in that jack post. It was yeah. probably a, it was probably a oversized jack post or a sleeve around it that made it look large that was weighted. Nice. It had yeah. to be something that, that could be seen. You know what I mean? I got yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Keaton. Uh, 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 to be quite honest with you, I love it. I love to see the envelopes put. What were the I use Keaton. Um, okay. Because okay. without the, just so you know, just so you know, in the biz, we yeah. use uh, we use the word optimize. Optimize, because okay. Because that c word is just, I mean, it's just, 
hurts people's feelings. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't use the word optimize. We use the word optimize, and what happens when you, like in Travis's case, when you get asked to leave, you yeah. have basically over optimized. You've <laughs> over optimized your position. Yeah, I got now, you. Now here's what you just get a first class escort out the track. Basically. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you get you get a nice escort. Uh, make sure you're safe and protected. Um, but I, I love stuff like that. There's so little you can do to these cars nowadays. Well, I'm not a mechanic and I've never optimized anything, Billy. But uh, from what I understand, it's, it's pretty difficult with the OSS to get. Uh, I mean, you and I both um, resigned to the fact that uh, the reason why Jimmy Johnson uh, didn't win a race the last couple of years because the OSS system was invented. And uh, Jack Canals wasn't near as good as optimizing his race cars as he was. I mean, Jack Canals learned from the best in the business than Ray ever have, for Pete's sake. So um, you take away a tool like that to a guy like Jack Canals, and man, you've really leveled the playing field. But um, I, we, we, we got to talk about Ryan Newman. Uh, Billy, you, you texted me and, and Wags in the group. You and I were certain that Ryan Newman was getting ready to put at least one guy into the wall. <laughs> um, and, and the books him out there. I'm surprised that we didn't get um, anything more than we did, but um, that's what. That's kind of what who was he? Who was he supposed to put in the wall, or who should he Fucking Bubba Wallace. I, I just wanted to hear. I just wanted to hear who it was. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I might know, Rob. You're busy. I might have missed that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, uh, as soon as I saw it, I was on Wags' ass. I said, I hope if one shot is all he's going to get, if he gets back to him, it's over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and, and Wags said, Wags said something to the effect that uh, yeah, Newman's not going to catch him. And I said, Newman doesn't have to catch him. Bubba Wallace has to catch Newman. <laughs> and was, see, I, I was convinced that we were going to see something hellacious right there. But, I, really, I thought the race from from where I saw it, which was not live and in person, I, it, it sounded like it had a lot of strategy. There was pit strategy that got people up and down through there. And, and look, it may not have had a, a thousand passes for the green uh, for the for the lead. But what this track does at Martinsville is it forces everybody to think about track position. Track position, when you got guys up and down pit road thinking about what to do to get their guys two spots, what to do to get them so they can start on the inside. I, I mean, to me, that, that's the cerebral part of the game, of the sport, that I really enjoy. And it, it, we might not have had a 1,000 passes for the lead, but for a, for a technical race fan that likes to use a little bit of, uh, I mean, you got to have luck, you got to have skill, and you also got to make a big, bad, bold decision um, to get up there. And I thought a lot of teams did that, and it shook it up. And overall, I was entertained. I, it's not the best Martinsville race that there's ever been, but I don't know how you can go to a place like Martinsville and and see the racing up and down like that on, on that kind of surface at that place and just not be entertained, Billy. I, I just don't get it. I think NASCAR fans are starting to become big millennial pussies. And I think what they do is they like to sit back and complain about shit they don't know anything about. By the way, I'm good at that too, by the way. But um, if they're not entertained every single lap of every single race, I think I think they they're missing. They're watching the race, but they're missing the race by not comp- contemplating and understanding 
what the hell's happening to get those teams around there? I, I just, I don't yeah. know, Billy. I, I haven't I, seen a bad face there. I agree it's, with it's you. A everything game. you said. And one way you, this is how you could tell NASCAR if it's a good race. If Kyle Busch doesn't win or if Kyle Busch is wrecked out, it's a good race. And all the polls that you see, no matter yeah. what happens, they're where their driver finishes. If Kyle Busch is wrecked out, they'll yeah. vote it was a good race. Or somebody well, wrecked Kyle race. Busch. And, and, Rob, you said it perfectly. And, and I wish I'd have said that instead of that diatribe I went on. This race is a chess match. This, this is this is where you got to put your your thinking cap on. You got to be I mean, talking to your team, and you got to you literally are playing chess out there. Yeah, and it's 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 an endurance. It's a it's it's five hundred laps for a reason. It's three hours. Okay, yeah. three hours. Do and you know there's there's things you do to set things up, and it is a fluid situation all the time because you can be sitting there and you're like, all right, this strategy is going to be max. This is going to be yep. money. And then all it takes is prime example. What happened to us? Yeah. We get damaged. We get turned, and we get damaged on the on the on the um, left front. Okay. Yep. So we have to pit, but we pit with that caution, and now and we're out of sequence. Yep. But you know, because we were running up front, we were up front when that happened, and now we're pitting with ten to go or. I, I was at five to go left in the stage, and the leaders stayed out. So that forced, that changed our strategy to, okay, we're still on the lead lap, but we've lost our track position. We need yeah. to stay out at the stage break and take our lumps on tires and, and take the track position, and we did. Yeah. Yep. You have to be able to adjust on the fly no matter what. All it takes is a flat tire, something silly. You can cut a tire down, and you could be – Mowing them down, you cut a tire, you come to pit road, at Martinsville, you lose two laps. Boom. Automatic. Yep. Your day can go to absolute yep. shit in a matter of seconds because of something silly like that. No matter how good your car is or how good your strategy is, your day can go to shit. So yep. to, to, for people to want freaking game seven, bottom of the ninth, last minute in period, however you want to phrase it from all the other sports, for people to want that every lap is unrealistic. And you are not, you are not a student nor a fan of the sport if that's the way you think. And if that upsets people that hear this, that hear me say that, then good. Then look at the sport for what it is. It is an endurance it is yeah. an endurance contest, and it is a chess match, and it is a fluid situation with every lap. Every lap. Yeah. That's it. And we I'm all on fans, you know, we went through the fact where Jimmy Johnson was winning Charlotte every year by yeah. uh, three-quarters of a lap. That was fun to watch. So, and, and the thing about it, Billy, uh, we said this a few different times, one of the best football games you and I have ever seen was that uh, what nine six or six three championship game between Alabama and LSU about eight yeah. years ago? I mean, I, shit, we we didn't leave the edge of our seat the whole time. Uh, it was an absolute chess match, and 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 I think that's why at a racetrack like Martinsville, um, I'm always going to bet against a guy like Bubba Watt. Jimmy White is going to hear this and he's going to cuss me out, but I, I'm always going to bet against somebody like like Bubba Wallace who has proven time and time again. He does not have the mental toughness to stick into a 500-lap race 
when something bad's going on, he's going to let his emotions get to him, and and other guys aren't, and and that's where that's where Martinsville comes up, and and it's 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 a lot different than all these other tracks. Five hundred miles at Martinsville is a tough damn deal, and yeah. and, and there is tough. Oh yeah, and, and I think what it does is it it it's a it's a like going to a race uh, a road course. Um, it's a complete different. It's a complete different game than going to a Martinsville, and and I think both of them um, can be great races, but not for the same damn reasons. <laughs> they they just just they they just can't possibly. I, I thought it was uh, an entertaining race I, for what it was. I thought it was a classic uh, Martinsville race. It's not going to be a, on a, any top ten list, but that's what you go when you go to Martinsville. That's what you get, and and it should be celebrated because you're not going to get that anywhere else. Um, and, and I just, it was, I, look, it is what it is. I thought it was a, a good race. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. gets the victory. He is our only two-time winner, I, I yep. believe, this year. And yep. we're starting to see. First repeat winner. Yeah, first repeat winner. And we're starting to see, um, you know, guys like Alex Bowman have, you know, Hendrick Motorsports had some flashes of brilliance and then, you know, not so much. And, um, same thing out of Penske, and and although they they all led laps, I believe, um, we're, we're we're starting to see. Well, I don't even know yet if we are seeing a pattern, Billy. This this is this race season. Uh, well, we haven't uh, seen a pattern except for Martin Truex Jr. Everything else is still jumbled, I guess, if you look up and down the line. Uh, we're seeing a pattern, all right. And Jimmy Wags is not going to like this statement either. We're seeing that five car in intentions yeah. to win. About every race so far, he's he's consistent, fast. he's fast, and when you're consistent and fast, uh, you, you're in a pretty good position um, in, in big time cup racing, and and that team is 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 looks like they're putting all the things together. Says, and by the end of the by the time playoffs start, if they keep this up, uh, they're going to be they're going to be tough, and 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 I think the they're going to make a case for. For, for being at the uh, being one of the championship contenders, um, now we we just talked about you know Martinsville, what the Martinsville race is. Billy, I'm nervous about this weekend only because history tells me this race at Richmond is going to suck. I mean, it just it, it's, it's just going to suck, it, and it's been like this for for a dozen years. That racetrack is the last time that racetrack got any oomph out of me is when the dude was drunk sitting on top of the fence. Um, uh, and that's tied with when uh, Dale Jr.'s first year at Hendrick Motorsports, when Kyle Busch wrecked his ass going into the last uh, last lap. I mean, those are the two uh, the two memorable things that stick out on that track in the last dozen years. And and Rob, I know when we switched to this package, um, the mile and a half seemed to get better, but the short track racing, especially Richmond, doesn't seem like it. It has produced the side-by-side racing that we was hoping it was going to be, but Richmond is somewhat of a unique racetrack. Yes. Yes, it is. I agree. It's it's D-shaped basically. Yeah. It's a it's a it's it's got speeds and a look of like our like our mile and a half, like our tri ovals and such. But it's a short track. It's three quarters of a mile, and that the the back straight the back stretch is straight. The front straightaway has a great big arc. Like, you're almost turning the whole time as you come off of four all the way into one. You're just kind of arcing the car all the way around. And yeah. it is very unique. And it, it, has its, it has its, you know, moments of brilliance. 
Um, going to a day race might might improve that. Um, it's it's only supposed to be mid sixties and cloudy up there on Sunday, so yep. you know the grip gods will be there more than likely. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, Richmond has it. Richmond definitely has its moments of shining brilliance, and then there's other times when it's it's kind of a yeah, like you said, it's like a lackluster race and. I'm hoping that this year, you know, we'll see we'll see a very you know nail a nail biting race there toward the end. It, well, and again, a lot of it depends on how the night how the day goes. Well, and I, I'm glad you brought that up about this this not being um, you know a, a night race. That, Billy, that that's the one thing that gives me hope because uh, we've we've seen how that's worked out and, and and it hasn't. So this we may actually be in a good. A good a good position here because the mile and a half tracks seem to work better when the when the sun is shining and and yeah. the I mean we went up here to the Texas Motor Speedway and saw a hell of a race and 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 we haven't run this race in the daytime it's going to be a little bit warmer there should be grip which means that you know we should be able to to, to pick our place and get around there um, but but this is going to be a very telling thing and and I got to be honest with you. I'm really interested to see what the five, the four, and uh, the the eleven, because um, because I think th- this track plays into those guys' strengths um, fairly decent, uh, especially the eleven. I mean, we know we know what what he can do up there, but I, I think those three guys, um, specifically the eleven and the and the four. They're not in trouble. Don't get me wrong. They're not in trouble. But after the year we had last year, to see those guys not being in victory lane yet, um, it seems weird to me. And they're not in trouble. They are solid, as solid can get. But it just seems very interesting to me that that they haven't won yet. And and you look up and down the line who has won. i got to start thinking that at some point these guys are going to come out of their shell, aren't they, Billy? And we're going to see them in victory lane soon, right? Oh yeah, without a doubt, we still got probably four more winners that we're pretty well guaranteed to see. You got uh, Keselowski, Harvick, Hamlin. Yep. Kyle. Kyle Busch. Kyle. Yeah, that was the other one. That's four. You you still haven't. The the forty eight hasn't hit victory lane yet. The nine hasn't hit victory lane yet. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, it's, It's literally crazy who hasn't won yet and. Um, I mean, we know the nine and the eleven can get around there. Sometimes a little too close to each other, um, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting race to see how uh, to see how the teams that haven't won yet to kind of see where they're at. Maybe we're going to start seeing some patterns, some patterns forming here and 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 coming out there. Now, Rob, when do you guys leave to go up there, Rob? Uh, we're leaving Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Um, Rob, do you think that uh, uh, B- Billy brought to our attention before we started? Uh, Billy, you said that you read where uh, NASCAR, as long as you know they've been COVID vaccinated, that NASCAR is going to start letting some people into the garage here. Is that, when did you know when that starts, Billy? I think I saw maybe dark. I know it ain't going to be in Virginia. They ain't let shit in Virginia. I think maybe Darlington. Yeah, you know what? I think you're all right. I think it is Darlington. Rob, you guys have gone uh, a year now without anybody um, anybody in the garage, and um, and I know that it might be, um, 
you know, it's nice to see fans in there and all that kind of stuff, but to start to come and see people watching you glue lug nuts on and shit like that, I, I, that's probably going to be just as weird at the beginning than it was not to have anybody there. Well, from what I understand, and you guys might know more about this than I do, um, from what I understand, it is a it is not a full-blown, okay, garage is wide open, come on in, everybody, and there's going to be a 1,000 people in there. From what I understand, it is going to be a very limited group. It'll be sponsor-related. It's not, you know, the garage isn't going to be packed because, uh, one, the garage area is fairly big in Darlington, yep. but they, they've been doing this to limit contract, you know, that contact tracing. Because yeah. if we're all, if it's just team guys in there, team personnel, then it's easy to sort out. Yeah. But once you start letting, you know, outside people from all over the country in there, now it just jumbles things up. And yeah. it makes things more difficult. And I would gotcha. be willing to bet that there will be, it's not going to be a free-for-all for these sponsor people to just come in and wander all over the place. It will be very structured. I would be willing to bet, and I would be surprised if it wasn't. That's a, still need to protect, just, just for the simple fact is the way our protocols are lined up yeah. for, for drivers, for, for owners, for, and for the team personnel, it is, such, it is, a, strict, it is a strict thing for all, for all of us. And from what I understand, our company, Ralph, Ralph Fenway, is, as far as an organizational protocol, we are the strictest in the garage still as mm. far as what, what we're asked to do, required to do, however you want to phrase it, when we travel, when, when, we're, in, when we're in these towns, when, the, you know, everything. They, they, they keep a pretty tight leash on us, and it's for good reason. Because of the way NASCAR has it structured, all it takes is for somebody to get exposed. You have to, if you, if you get exposed, you have to let NASCAR know. You have to let the team know. And all of a sudden, there's contact, contact tracing, and that could affect who you send to the racetrack. Yeah. So it's a big deal, and it's a, and it's a big deal for all the teams. So, yeah. I, like I said, I, I think it'll be neat having some to be able to have some people there, but it's not going to be the free-for-all that it usually is. You know what I'm saying? Well, you, you bring up a, a good and, point. And I, know I, I, I built you a clock when you asked for the time, and I'm sorry about that, but you, you follow what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think the point that, that struck me through your um, your answer was, NASCAR still has to protect the integrity of the product. And if they ruin the product by sticking some people down there where they can't keep things separate, well, then it doesn't make any difference to bring people down in there. And I think that I, I, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think they can, they can reward some sponsors and get them a little bit more involved and appreciate them a little bit more without necessarily, you know, violating the integrity of, of, of the product and what they're going to do. And I agree. I, I, it, it, a happy medium, I think, will be welcomed it's, by it's a start. Uh, everybody. Yeah, it, it's a start, and let's see if we can do this and do it well, and um, and then we can move on move on from there. Everybody but the people in Virginia, I guess, Billy. You guys may be yeah, – you might have to wind your watch back 40 years. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. We're, how we're, about this, though? How about this? How about back-to-back races in Virginia? Uh, what's that? How about back-to-back races in Virginia? Martin well, I, 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 it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty much back-to-back-to-back to back to back because well, – from, Yeah, from your address, Christmas. from your address, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, but looking at the Three. map, looking yeah, at the map, know. it is still two different states. Oh, there yeah. a while ago about – you know, once we went, because we used to go what from Texas to Martinsville and the payback. Yeah. We had kind of had these short tracks spaced out. Now we're yeah. going Bristol, and that, Martinsville, that, and Richmond. Yeah, we're th- we're three in a row. So, and and that could provide a little, you know, little interesting turn of events as far as this race in Richmond goes. Also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think the real season is going to start here very soon, and and I know we said, hey. Once we get past the um, the 500 and the road course, you know, we're getting here. Well, the the meat of the schedule is getting ready to come up, Billy Bradley, and um, and, and it's going to be time to, to do some meat. Let's do our picks. Um, Rob Lopes, we're going to let you go first, buddy. Who you got as your I winner and your You know, I hate going first early in the season. I was thinking, you know, not to slow things down, but I was thinking about this the other day, especially Hell, that, text message, that, that text message you sent. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, that had your picks circled. You know, I hate to brag that kind of crap. You, you just well, you know, I don't like that on a down low. Um, I'm like, really, dude? And I believe, didn't I get that Sunday night? Didn't you yeah. get that out Sunday night? Yeah, thank yeah, you, I man. couldn't even I'm wait until Monday. I'm sitting in my truck because we finished on a flat tire with no inner liner in it this time. <laughs> you know, went from a, yeah. a, top, a potential top 10, top 12, to yep. one lap down, the first car one lap down, 19th. And the first yep. thing, you know, I get in my truck to, you know, let my mother know that I'm headed, you know, <laughs> hey, Mom, the race is over. I'll text you when I get home. And uh, what I see, you know, I hate to brag, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, sucks. I'm like, when you pick, I was like, I, at the end of the season, I want to pick first. At the beginning of the season, I want to pick last. Yeah, well, uh, there's a reason why. There's a reason why I normally pick last, and it's not just necessarily because I'm a gentleman. But I, I have no problem going first for a change. I, I rarely go first. Billy, would you like to go first, Billy, or would you, you like me to go? You your friends. I lie to my friends. Well, let's not lie to each other, man. Come on. The winner, the winner goes first from here on out. So you go That's first. That's a good idea. Perfect. Well, I hate to brag. You know me, guys, but I did yeah. win last week, um, yeah. and, I, and I, did I didn't pick. know. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, yes, I'm sure. Uh, I am going to take uh, one of the people who haven't won yet. I'm going to take – actually, I'm going to take two Toyotas. I'll, I'm going to take – no, I'm not either. I'm going to take the 11 and the 9. You guys shouldn't let me pick first when you got something like this. I'm taking the 11 and the 9, boys. Um, and I think, I think I got a winner here. Uh, Billy Bradley, who you got, bud? All right, I'm going with the 18 and – Four. Those are those were the other two picks I was going to take. One of those two, but all right, Rob. Now you've got uh, the eleven, the nine, the eighteen, and a four are gone. Who you got, pal? I'm taking a five. Good pick. And yeah. take the five and the and the twelve. Great. Pick. Oh, no, I can't. Twelve already won. My fault. Um, the five and the two. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I was yeah. going to take the two. 
That's a good yeah, point. I was going to say, the, the Brad Keselowski not being picked yet, it seems weird to me um, uh, because I, I, a Penske car there is probably going to do pretty well. Um, I, I th- Listen, I don't know how any of us can go wrong this early in the season with these good a drivers still haven't won yet. Um, very, very interesting times to be to be picking. But, Rob, uh, be safe out there um, in Virginia on uh, uh, Richmond on Sunday. Billy Bradley, um, is turkey season done for you, buddy? No, it just came in, buddy, last week. Rob, this is funny. Uh, Saturday morning, I'm sitting there drinking a cup of coffee bright and early, and Billy texts me a, a photo of a, of a turkey. And, and uh, you know, Billy, Billy was a little sick last week as we got his second shot. And I asked him, I said, Billy, I hope the hell you didn't give that turkey uh, COVID. And Billy immediately replied, no, nope, um, uh, even though he had a, a bunch of steel shot in his neck, before I could get to him, the CDC signed his death certificate and died of COVID. So um, <laughs> within 20 seconds of me uh, asking him that question, that was Billy's response. Um, I, I hope you don't get sick when you eat it, Billy. <laughs> no, that thing's long gone, dude. It was, uh, it was gone before uh, probably Saturday night. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Sunday morning you were having it with uh, with gravy, um, uh, biscuits and turkey gravy. Uh, well, for Rob Lopes, for the turkey hunter Billy Bradley, this That's is right. Dano. Let's go to Richmond. Let's see a hell of a race for a change. What do you guys say? I'm on yes, board. Sir. Let's do it. See ya.